today on The Breakdown. It's not every day you're heads up for the chance to win a million dollars. But Ike Haxton and Maria Ho, well, they're heads up with the chance to win a million dollars. It's from the Shark Cage. It's season two. And they're going to play a hand that is... It's got everything, man. This is like the, the Stefan of hands, you know? It's like New York's hottest club is. This hand's got bluffs. It's got raises. It's got hero calls. It's got tough, tough decisions. It's got all ins. And this is, we're not even at the river yet. Well, some of those are, but I'm trying not to spoil it. This is the hand with everything. It's peanut butter and jelly and fluff all rolled into one. You're welcome, America and the world. <laughs> We're going to get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. Way to oversell it, Levy. Like what? Yeah. What are you like? A, a, are you like a DraftKings ad? Like, yeah, you can win $25,000 if you just sign up for DraftKings. It's really, really easy. Oh, man. Like, the chance to win a million dollars. Yeah, of course, that's true because this is a six max where the winner gets to then go to another six max, the winner of which wins a million dollars. So, what did you want me to say? Nobody's winning a million dollars. What did you want me to say in the teaser hype beginning about it then? Maybe just it's two great players, Ike Haxton or Maria Ho, their heads up, they're making super interesting decisions. How about that? Instead of fucking lying. <laughs> I didn't Why lie. Why do you have to be this way? What happened in your childhood? I didn't lie. I was actually very careful to say with a chance to win a million dollars, which is different than that's four a, million dollars. That's almost dollars. worse. That's almost <laughs> worse. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, I did know that we were going to clarify you're like Tom, that. You're like Tom Sawyer. You're like Tom Sawyer painting the fence, except without the. Tom. I knew we were going to clarify it in the show. It's not like I thought we were going to keep lying to everyone. Those openings, you know, I, I'm not going to not say a million dollars when I have a chance to say a million dollars for the opening. That's just the way it is, right? And if you don't like it, people. Find yourself another podcast because that's how it's going to no, be. No, don't do that. Oh. No, keep listening. All right. Um, At least listen until we get to the ad. At least listen to the ad. That's all I care about. Just you know what? Fast forward, actually, right now. You don't even have to listen to the ad. Just click on the link, sign up, <laughs> and play on Nitrogen, and you don't have to do anything else. We don't care. That's true. <laughs> I mean, we hope you listen to the that's show because we, we like it when you respond, and we like having an audience and all that, of course. Um, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, this is a really cool hand. Having said all the stuff we said, it's a really cool hand. And it it does kind of have everything. uh, I wasn't lying about that, was I? No. Okay. Not, I mean, you probably were. I mean, no one throws a knife. It's hard to have everything. Yeah. It's hard to have everything, but it is from the shark cage, which happened, what, four or five years ago, something like that. Season two of the shark cage. Yeah. Um, and it is Maria Ho and it is Ike Haxton and they are good players and, uh, they are heads up to enter the final round. So whoever wins the final round is basically free-rolled to potentially win a million dollars. So that's good stuff. Hey, you know, something we didn't mention, which is something they will win right now, is a free flight to Malta and probably hotel they accommodations. Round trip or just one way? I think it's one way. <laughs> <laughs> you have to actually get on a cargo ship to come back I mean, you, to, <laughs> across, the, you could probably across the Atlantic. You probably pay for, you know, better, better travel and accommodation. Yeah. But... Cargo ship is underrated. I'll say that. Have you ever spent a lot of time in you a cargo what? ship? There's a lot. You know what? No, but I do know something about them. There's a lot of space, more space than there would be on an airplane. Mm. Therefore, 
superior form of travel. I mean, do you ever, if you're ever on a really long plane flight, have you ever wanted just to get up and run around? Of course you have. Can't really do that, though. Yeah. You can also, like, just chain smoke cigarettes on the cargo ship. You can't do that in an airplane. <laughs> I mean, you can, but they, they really don't like it. I'll say that. They don't like it at all. <laughs> they, get, they get upset. Also, <laughs> on an airplane, can you taste the, the frothiness of the sea air? Of course you can't. You know, unless you have that. Depends on where the airplane. It depends on where the airplane is. If it's in the water because it's crashed, maybe you yeah. can. That's true. Um, also, you can get that that scent, that new uh, that new scent by Fabergé, which is sea frothiness. Which, if you okay, in fairness, if someone's wearing that right next to you on an airplane, you will smell the sea air frothiness. Fabergé, like Fabergé eggs. Yeah, they make scent. Sure, they do. They make this scent. I don't know if they make other scents. They make this scent. They make lots of scents, buddy, because they lay out their points reasonably and logically. See what I did there? <laughs> it's great. It's a pun. It's the best kind of humor. That is quality content. Yeah, it's, this is why people listen to the show. It's the only reason, I think. Those types of things. <laughs> I mean, why else would they listen to it? Talking about poker? I mean, poker. There was a talk about that. There was a point when I think people used to listen because we would really get into, hey, this person suggested the hand. Where do they stand in the pantheon? Are they a Hall of Famer? We used to have lots of discussions about that. That is like, that's very 2018 for us, though. And like, we are just, that's so old school. And like, we're, we've grown past that, I think, at this point. We're basically metaphysical beings at this point. <laughs> if, if, yeah. If you want to get serious with it, like. I feel like Dr. Manhattan at the end of Watchmen. Not the show, the uh, the movie, where he's like, I think about going mm, and creating I feel like, something. I feel like Doctor New York because it's more than just Manhattan. You know, it's like bigger and better. Well, interesting. That's fair. That's fair. You know, it's confusing though because you mean New York State or New York City? Hmm? I could mean any of them. I could mean just like the Jay Z song. I'm super aware that you could mean that, but I'm asking you, what do you mean? You see. What I'm telling you is that I'm far beyond your understanding, and I can't explain it to you in terms that you would understand. It's like a Schrodinger's thing, Schrodinger's thing of like, you could. That is what a simpleton would call it, yes. <laughs> well, speaking I'm okay of simple, with that. Speaking of simpletons. I caxed Speaking it. of simpletons and. Oh. <laughs> no. No, not a simpleton. Speaking of simpletons and suggestors, this hand was suggested by Jonathan Levy. Oh, Yeah. I'm the one who suggested this. I actually forgot that I was a <laughs> suggester on this. Yeah, I was watching, uh, I watched all of Shark Cage season two a few months ago while I was super bored in my apartment during the pandemic, which, you know, mostly is still the same still situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, so I watched every episode and I was sort of shocked at mostly the terrible play, but this is a fabulous hand. There are some other fabulous hands, of course, also from... So, uh, there's a few really great hands. This is this is among the very best hands. Maybe this this and the Negranu Ivy hand that we did years ago are the, definitely the I think the two best hands of the entire season. Um, that one that one was really good. This is really good one. though. We'll see how good it is, it's but this good. is really good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'm excited to get um, into it. And yeah, you know so what? that what do you what does Jonathan Levy stand in the uh, on the pantheon of like is he is he a Hall of Famer or what? Not even close. <laughs> What are you talking I've about? I've suggested like three hands or four hands, haven't I, over the years? Oh, yeah. You, and that, that gets you the Hall of Fame. Also... You're just giving everybody the Hall of Fame now. <laughs> that's where you switched roles here. I always accuse you of that. Also, the first year before we really had suggestors, when we were trying to build a brand and all that, like, I suggested a lot of hands then. We didn't, I didn't get credit so for did it. So did I. We're not so talking about where you stand on the Hall of Fame. We haven't had that. We're asking, I'm asking where I stand. Maybe you stand... Maybe you're well, on the Mount Rushmore also. I can't be in the Hall of Fame because I'm the king of the Hall of Fame and the president of the Poker Guys 
you can probably be in there because you're just kind of like a satellite figure. How did but, how did you get to be the president of the poker guys exactly? Let me tell you, I a have coup. a very crafty lawyer. I have a very crafty lawyer. <laughs> that's that's how. So um, now we're going to do some inside baseball, but it's fun inside baseball. So years and years ago, Grant and I decided to come up with uh, an agreement for how we're going to do the poker guys and like, you know, financially and all that kind of stuff. We decided to write it all down. And what we're going to do if we disputed things and what if one of us died, what happened and all this kind of stuff, just to try and, you know, be super clear about it. So when these things came up, if they ever did, we would have a process and we would, you know, so we wouldn't have yeah. a big disagreement then. And in fact, you and I at least once have had a, a spot with a sponsor where we we're trying to decide what to do. And we actually sort of went to the contract to figure out how do we resolve a dispute because we can't yeah. agree, you know, we, and we ultimately figured it out, which was great. Um, so we have this whole, it's like a several pages of an agreement I don't believe a lawyer ever looked at that. I think you and I just sort of typed it up on like, you know, Microsoft Word and printed it out and signed it. And it's like, well, good enough. And I wonder if any of it would hold up anyway. You know, like... It probably would have some bearing if there was a major dispute. Like, would I be allowed to like stab you though? There's nothing in there about stabbing. Is it... Well, the contract says that I can stab you, but it doesn't say that you can stab I've me. read the contract. I'm not aware of it saying that. You didn't read the invisible ink part? No. Is there an invisible ink part? I wrote that. I wrote that after you left. <laughs> that was smart. You could have written it before I <laughs> yeah. left since it's invisible ink, by the way. You could have written it at any time when I was just wasn't in the room, but you waited till I already That's signed true. it. That's interesting. You could have just written it in normal yeah. ink if it's after I signed it, actually. Just thinking about I kind of like the whole invisible ink, like spy, spy culture thing. Yeah, me too. It's kind of like a thing. I want a yeah, decoder so ring. I don't really have anything to decode, but a decoder ring would be super cool. And then I could like just send messages to myself. And I'd wait long enough so I forgot what they were. It's much like I forgot that I suggested this hand. And then I'd use the decoder ring to decode the message. And I'd be like, the message would be like, Grant, okay, what's the second word? Five letters, S, U, C. What could this be? K, I'm still not sure. S, Grant sucks. What is this word? Sucks, sucks, Grant sucks. Grant sucks, Grant sucks. That's a great message. That's how it would go. That was, that was mean. What do you mean? I don't know why. You, it's a. Well, I don't know why you had to. I, you know, I'm having a tough time over I know here. You, you have to go and do that. I got to take shots at you when you're down. By the way, that would just yeah, it's the best time. It just would have been a message I sent to myself. I wouldn't have like sent it to you or the world. I wouldn't have told anyone about it. But since it didn't really happen, I can tell everyone about it. In case it's unclear. Speaking of telling everyone about it, Jonathan did not suggest on Twitter because he could just say, "Hey, mm-hmm. I want to do this hand." I'm one of the poker guys. I'm suggesting this to the other poker I guy. I demand but this if hand. <laughs> if you want to suggest a hand for the breakdown, and you should, do it on Twitter. We are the poker guys on Twitter at the number two poker guys. Include a YouTube link and a timestamp, and maybe your hand will be on the breakdown. Congratulations in advance to all of you future breakdown suggestors. Yeah, you what know a, what an accomplishment. What an accomplishment. You do it enough times. We actually stu- we will have the Hall of Fame discussion about you, and you do it enough times, and you do it well enough. There is always, we're always want to kick someone off of Mount Rushmore. I'm looking at you, Test Art. Always want to kick someone yeah. off. And if you do it well enough, sometimes we even give you a persona that is very unlikely to be true, such as Ben Page, the journalist. Get me Ben Page! <laughs> <laughs> the whole city's on fire. Get me Ben Page! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know, much like, I'm just going to spend another 30 seconds on this. Much like uh, Super High Rollers, where uh, 
there seems like there's a year or year and a half period where someone is suddenly like the guy. That's the way it's been really with po- the poker guy suggestors too, where there was Brian with a Y, who was the clear number one. And then Ben Page like had his era. And I don't know. It's yeah. possible the Ben Page era is starting to find a close. And there's some other people starting to show up a little bit. Mark Testart, maybe he's on the way out of the Mount Rushmore, but maybe he's on his way to the top of the list. He's been making a lot of suggestions. He's pretty good at it. Just saying. I would say Mark Mark Testart is like Sam Greenwood as far as like the super high rollers who who've done well. It's like he's been around being really good yeah. for a really long time. Nobody ever thought he was the best, and then all of a sudden everybody's like, "Is he the best?" I know, maybe he's the best. He might be the best. We have to at least think about it. Are we going to talk about this now? Like that? Yeah. yeah. And everyone's like, "Probably yeah. not, right?" He's probably not the best, but maybe he's the best. If he does it a little bit more, maybe he's going to be the best. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Ben Page, I feel like is still is still got the crown. Well, Ben Page was the Bonomo in this scenario, and Brian with a Y was the Fedor, I think. Or maybe even the Dan, Dan Coleman. Dan Coleman. He's Dan Coleman, not Fader. I think, yeah. I think Ben Page is, is the Fader, which to me is the highest compliment because huh. he's German. Okay. Bonomo had a better year than Fader, though. But Fader, Fader's Fader, and everyone, everyone respects Fader more. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Are you is sure? I, I kind of think that is true. I would be more afraid to play Fedor. Over a million, you know, games than Bonomo. Even though both would suck, obviously. Both would be really both yeah. Both would be really good and both would destroy me. I think Fader would destroy me even I mean, worse. I guess Fader Fader doesn't have any sort of multi accounting scandal in his past, so that's I mean, one to his favor. Okay. That was so long ago and it was one time. I mean it I wasn't know. one time, he got caught once, but um but I, I give Bonomo a pass for that now. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Hey, let's get talk, let's talk about this. Here, let's do shall it. We? I'm ready. Dive in. All right, it is, the, it is the shark cage, which has some weird rules that kind of didn't really land that well, but that is not going to be a factor in this hand, so we don't have to worry about the whole shark caginess of it. It can't be just a factor. Their heads up. Yeah, as soon as there's three-handed, all that stuff goes away anyway, so it's just normal poker. Okay. Well, they're just heads up for the chance to play another six max, which the winner gets a million dollars, and there's no buy-in, so that's pretty sweet. It's a free million dollars. Also free flight to Malta um, and possible accommodations. Do you get uh, a voucher for one non-alcoholic beverage on the flight? <laughs> I mean, if it's non-alcoholic, it's just hopefully free anyway. But uh, I think I think Poker Stars put them up at the Holiday Inn, the Malta Holiday Inn. You get like a premium Inn. juice, though. A premium juice, like real orange oh. juice. They'll give you the Sunny D. That would be nice. They don't have that usually going on too much in a uh, on an airplane, <laughs> though. The premium juice th- options. Just saying. Yeah, maybe not in the airplanes that you fly that's, on. That's you're you know classless. What? That's you're true. classless. I wasn't brought up with a silver suit in my mouth like one of the poker guys. I'm the other poker guy. I'm the poker guy who was brought up. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you're Mr. Silver Spoon over there. Look at you with your microphone and head, headphones. Yeah. See, that's, that's such, you got no comebacks to that one. I really shut you down on that. It feels good. I'm going to use that again. Check your... Per- Check check your privilege. Yeah. You saying check your privilege to me is like insane. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody should check their privilege. All right. Griffin Benger taught us all a lesson yeah. three years ago. But let's get to the hand. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Ike Haxton is the effective stack by far with only 825K in his stack, although that's still almost 30 bigs at 30K big blind. He's on the button slash small blind in this heads-up match with Maria Ho. She's got over 5 million, to give you a sense of, in what dire straits Ike is in. Mm. But 
with almost 30 bigs, anything could happen still, right? That's plenty to maneuver with. Absolutely. He's going to raise to 70K on the button with king 10 off, king of spades, 10 of hearts. Maria is in the big blind. She's got queen of diamonds, jack of hearts. Should she consider three betting or is this just an easy, easy call? I mean, it's okay to three bet this hand. I would mostly want to call it because it flops pretty well and it's somewhere in between all the stuff. We're just turning into a bluff when we three bet almost always. Hard to get called really by worse hands anyway. Um, but it's, it does have reasonable blockers when your head's up. It's not amazing blockers, but, you know, two paint cards is still kind of blockery when your head's up, right? Uh, I like calling. Yeah, I mean, I like calling, too. I think the fact that it flops well and the fact that you have to fold to a four-bet shove, which Ike is going to have a fair amount of at this deck depth, yeah. heads up, is problematic. Like, if we made it 250K, we still fold if Ike moves in for 825 with Queen Jack, right? We have to. Well, we should. Yeah. So that does, sounds like a scenario that's going to happen a bit too frequently for me to want a three-bet a hand that plays this well post-flop. Yep. All right. So Maria does just call. Good job, Maria. When are you going to say, how do you solve a problem like Maria? You always say that whenever there's any Maria. I wasn't going to say it this time. Okay. I was going to say, and they oh. call the wind Maria, which is the What's other. that one from? That's from uh, some other musical. I don't know. How do I know? How do you solve a problem like Maria's Sound of Music, right? I don't... There's this whole thing where you said it and then you attributed it to something and then Twitter it was went wrong. ablaze because you did it wrong. <laughs> Not to say that I know what the answer is because I definitely don't. I think they call the Win Maria might be West Side Story. Maybe. But I could be wrong about that too. And, you know, go ahead and let, let us know because we care. Because we care about that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's move on. Mar- Maria. All right. Maria calls. Maria Ho. I think I said that was Maria Ho before. I think you did. Uh, the pot is now 160K. The flop is king of clubs, nine of spades, deuce of clubs. So Ike flops top pair. Maria flops a gut shot with no backdoor draws. She's got queen jack of red. It's a club club spade board. Ike has no backdoor uh, flush draw himself either. Maria checks. As Ike, you probably want to bet, right? You're going to bet this board whether you have it or not most of the time. Yeah. How do you want to size it? 160K in the pot. Um... Because we're heads up, we don't have to worry too much about draws and things like that. You know, like she's calling so wide. She's going to call with any pair. Um, Traditionally, these days, uh, everyone is betting really small on flops and sizing it up on turns. I like that, especially with the hand that we have. Like, we don't want to bet so much that we price out some of her weaker pairs and stuff like that. So I think a small bet right now is is totally reasonable. There's, um, what do we say? When you say these days, how broad are you being? Because this is like four years ago yeah, this or actually, so that this hand is taking place. This is even five years ago. PokerStars put this huh. up on YouTube October 5th, 2015. So when I say these days, I'm talking about these days, 2020. Because you're asking me how I want to bet it. I would probably bet, um, similar to the race size probably, I'd probably bet around 70K. Maybe I'd bet 65, maybe I'd bet 75, something like that. It's really small into 270. You know, it's a quarter of the pot. It seems fine. Yeah, and just obviously never folding if you get raised. No way. Let's say your icon, you do get raised. Are you jamming or are you calling? Well, if we, okay, so if we bet, let's say we bet 70K again, right? We raise to 70, we bet 70. So, and we get raised by, she raises to like 240, something like that, 250. Yeah. And we have how much total? We start the hand we start with, with 825. So we have 750 left. Uh, and we're in position. 
I think we should call with the intention of never folding any turn. Maybe an ace. An ace turn is the only... No, even an ace, we're not going to fold. I think we should call and just never fold. Even on like a jack of clubs turn? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, it's not awesome, but I think our hand is too good to fold, basically, for the for the spot we're in. Um, so I wouldn't, with, with top pair here, I just wouldn't want to let it go. Um, if we're going to fold to the jack of clubs, we should just move in ourselves, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... If we think Maria's going to jam all of her draws on the turn, I think calling is probably better. We get we get the full double more frequently. We are in a yeah. position where we really could use the full double based on the stack sizes. So probably worth giving a little bit of rope to Maria, letting her achieve her equity a little bit more frequently than we would like for the sake of getting the full double. I agree completely. So I think I agree with that. It's time to be high variance, right? Like, we need chips. We need, like... Yeah. One double ain't going to do it. Like, we need multiple doubles. Here's a chance to get it. If we shove here, she may have some calls with worse hands, but not that many. Maybe she flopped a monster draw, yeah. but she's going to jam that on the turn anyway. So we're going to get it all in against that anyway, whether she gets there or not. Um, if she has a worse king, she might find a fold if we jam. Maybe she calls, but she might find a fold. She's probably going to find a fold with all the second and third pairs, at least a fair amount of the time. Why not just, like, let's just get it in on the turn. I, Those pair hands also are unlikely to check raise in the first place. That is true. That is true. Um, I like calling. Like, let's just give a rope. And, and we can really afford to be, like, to have her get there, call it off, and lose because we need chips. We need to get a double. We have to play for the double here, I think. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, that's not what happens at all. So let's oh. go back to reality. Sure, sure. Where, in which... Uh, Ike does bet. He bets smaller than you suggested, but not much. 55K into 160, just trying to keep it real small. As Maria with Queen Jack off, no, no clubs in hand. You can't fold this, obviously, on the King 9 Deuce 2 club board. Do you, do you prefer a raise or a call? Well, first of all, I'm trying to make sure we actually can't fold it. So there's 325 in the pot. It's 55 to call. So we're getting an immediate like six and change. It's about six to one. Almost exactly six to one, actually. Um, I guess we have enough implied odds to stick around if, uh, for a call, first of all. Like, there is yeah. enough. Okay, so that's good because, yeah, it has enough for that. So, okay, so we can't fold. So then the question is only are we raising or are we calling? Um, because it's so cheap, I think it's okay to call because a lot of the time a queen or a jack is good, not just a 10. Um, I, th- yeah. I think it's fine to raise here too, though. I think it's totally cool and fine to raise, but I have no problem with a call when it's this cheap. So... I probably yeah, I agree. mostly would call and play poker. You know, I also like if I checks the turn, I'm going to bet almost every river, you know, like big and put them to a tough decision. So I'll have opportunities to bluff later in the hand. But I think a raise is cool, too. What do you want to do? Um, I want to question your phrasing there because oh. it bothered me. What it was it? What did I say? When you said... When you said I want to call and play poker, as if raising is not playing poker, it's I don't like mean the it, type of shit I hear at the table. That's not what I, I mean. Hate. What I mean is, it's like, she, why why are you raising preflop so much? We're trying to play poker here. That's not what I mean. What I'm okay, that's fair. I did. I wasn't super clear with that. What I meant was, if he checks back the turn, I want I get to see what he does on the turn, and then if he does, if he checks back, I'm going to bluff. That's what all I mean when I say play poker. Um, versus like, I'm going to call and never do anything again, no matter what. I'm never going to put another chip in. Like, I'm often going to bluff the river if he checks back the turn. 
um, unless the river's an extra bad card, which is possible. You know, an ace would be a pretty bad card, for example. Um, but there's a lot of rivers that are going to feel like really bluffable if I checks the turn. That's all I mean. That's fair that you yeah. called me out on that, I guess. Oh, yes, oh, president, el presidente, sir. Yes, in all languages, that's correct. Uh, so, in answer to your question about what I think, uh, I think it really depends on Ike's frequencies. Like, how frequently is he opening preflop, and then subsequently, how frequently is he c betting? Mm. Because if those frequencies are super high, it's hard for him to have a hand that he feels super comfortable with yeah. on this board. I mean, there's there's a, a fair amount of them, but it's not like that many combos if he's raising all the time on the button and c betting all the time on boards like this. And if he is, I think I prefer a raise just because the fold equity is then so much more valuable. I would guess that he's raising most of the time on the button and he's c-betting a lot when your head's up. I would just guess that's the case, most likely. So that's a fair point. We can just pick up the pot right now. That would be super sweet. We don't really imagine we're ever going to win um, unimproved because he's going to bluff us off the hand. He's probably not going to check it all the way down after this if, if he's got a worse hand and we never put a chip in the pot, right? Any more chips in the pot. Yeah. So that's fair. So I don't really know what Ike was doing and neither do you, even no. though you watched the episode, because of course it was heavily edited. Yes. So tough to know. Um, so to me, it would come down to that frequency. Maria does end up deciding to call. Maybe his frequencies are a little bit more balanced than you're assuming, or maybe that's just her default line with this type of hand in this spot. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, probably she's got some raises and some calls, and this time it was a call for maybe just randomly because a certain percentage of them are going to be calls, or maybe there was a, a more direct reason. Maybe there was. There is a more direct reason to use the link in the description, which Jonathan referenced earlier, mm-hmm. that link that you've been just salivating over ever since you teased it before. Now's the time. Go ahead and click that, baby. That'll take you to Nitrogen Sports Poker. That is the place to play, bro. Tell them about it. Yeah, you know what? I'm growing out now. Keep the podcast going while you sign up. This is going to be an exciting thing. You get to sign up. You don't have to give any like personal details. Just a, just an email and a password. That's it. And it's awesome because it's Nitrogen Sports Poker, which means they've got poker. They've got tournaments. They've got cash games. They, by the way, also have casino games. They also have sports betting. And it's awesome. It's Bitcoin only, which means you get your money in fast. You get your money out fast. 90 minutes to get your money. It's industry-leading by a whole bunch, which is great. And of course, Grant, they have our unbelievable, we can't believe it still exists. It seems like something's wrong with the universe and perhaps is even evidence that we're living in a simulation that our monthly poker tournament with that massive guarantee is still out there. Tell them about it. I knew you were going to get into simulation theory in this ad. I just knew it. It is a 0.1 millibit buy-in with a 100 millibit guarantee. You can only access it if you use the link in the description when you sign up for Nitrogen. The buy-in guarantee means that they need a thousand players to meet the guarantee, and they cap the field at three hundred because they're terrible at math and business. Yeah. And you benefit, loyal listener. So go ahead and benefit because it's a great deal. It's the last Sunday of every month. It's the Poker Guys tournament. Use the link. Get a nitrogen. Get you some poker, some sports betting, little casino games on the side. You know, tickle your fancy, etc. I'm just going to say this as a way to end this ad. Even if we are living in a simulation, you're just software. You're not real. You're ephemeral in, in the truest way someone could reboot you. It doesn't mean there isn't a deep satisfaction that you experience by playing a Nitrogen Sports Poker, and you should do it simulation or no. Yeah, and Nitrogen Sports wanted me to add to this to say, 
what is reality anyway? And how do you define consciousness within yourself? And is pleasure a true reaction to things, such as clicking the link in the description? Or is that simulated? And if it's simulated, does that make it any more false than if it were in some way, air quotes, organic? You know what I'm saying? Nitrogen sports poker. That's what they wanted me to say. They should also send me an extra talking point. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Which is, you know, they are a Bitcoin-only poker site, and they wanted me to ask the audience, if you really think about it, what is money? I mean, what is money really? You know, what is money? What is this? What is money? That's all it says. So I don't know where else to go with I'm, it. It's coming through on the wire again. I'm getting another <laughs> message from Nitrogen, something else they want <laughs> yeah. me to say. It's, um, it, there's really no way to know that the green that I see is the same as the green that you see. We both just call it green, man. Mm. You know, like it could be like my red is your green, but we'd never know. Nitrogen sports poker. Nitrogen just sent me a text, and they wanted to make sure <laughs> oh, I mentioned yeah, yeah. that, um, you know, if you really think about it, with, like, Jimi Hendrix and Jim Morrison and uh, all those guys up there, they must be an incredible jam happening right now in heaven, man. They must just be jamming out. It must be the greatest jam band of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're done with the message yeah. now. <laughs> I dare Nitrogen <laughs> to turn that into a freaking video commercial and put it on. One of our videos. <laughs> Good luck with that one, suckers. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the hand. Yeah. So, which will clearly be less fun than that ad was, but whatever, we'll do it anyway. Okay. The flop <laughs> is king of clubs, nine of spades, deuce of clubs. Ike has Cvet very small, fifty-five k into one sixty with his king ten. Maria has called with her queen jack of red. So no backdoor flush trust for anybody. The pot's two hundred and seventy k. The turn is the ace of diamonds, which. In many scenarios, you would think Ike would hate that card, but he's not as worried about it here as he often would be. Maria's going to three-bet her aces a lot of the time pre-flop, and I guess she, if she does call pre-flop, she's often calling with ace high on the flop, so I guess there's a little concern that she could have hit yeah. the ace, but it's not a huge concern combinatorially, right? Not huge. I mean, we, she's certainly three-betting all her reasonable aces. Maybe not all of her aces. She's probably got some calls just to be sort of balanced here, I would guess. Yeah. Although it's not, it's not a guarantee that that's true when he's down to, he's has what, 27 blinds to start the hand. She may just be three betting all in literally every time she sees an ace. Um, I would hope not yeah. just because it's going to be a little too easy for Ike to play against you, I think, if that's the case. But I, I, don't, I don't actually know, of course. I would, I, would, I would guess she doesn't have, that she has some aces here still, that she isn't moving in with all of them. Pray. Right. But uh, range advantage strongly in Ike's corner at this point, right? He has way more big, strong hands than she does. No question. Yeah. So Maria's checking. She does. Do you think Ike should continue betting? I don't. It would be for value. It would not be. I guess it could be equity denial a little bit. Deny clubs. Deny the type of hand that Maria has. Right. Um, the The only reason to bet I can see is really for equity denial. Like, I don't think there's a lot of value to be had once this ace comes Maybe we can get called by worse kings still. I think we probably could. But I think we're going to fold out a bunch of the other pairs now because it's an ace specifically. And like you said, we have such a strong range advantage. My inclination would be to check this. Um, she's going to raise some of her draws on the flop. We even thought she should raise this draw yeah. on the flop at least a, a bunch of the time. Clubs are more likely to be raised on the flop. Not always. Uh, I would want to check this and feel like I can bet for value on the river or call almost any bet on the river really comfortably, make it really easy for myself. Um, rather than bet this and often be in near game theory disaster spots, at least some of the time with a bet, you know? Right. 
I agree. I think if, if Maria is apt to fold the majority of her nines and deuces that she called on the flop with, which I think is not an absurd thought considering no. the turn is so bad for those hands. And she's likely to raise a lot of her draws on the flop, so equity denial is not as valuable. If that is the case and Maria actually is going to fold those nines and deuces, I think a check is definitely better. If Ike is inclined to believe that Maria is going to call with all of her nines and kings and fold all of her deuces, maybe it's worth a bet because then you get value from a lot of nines. I don't know why you would think that. I know it is a heads-up match, but I think most players are going to default to folding a nine here a lot of the time. Now, Ike does bet, and he bets 90K into 270. Hmm. So to his credit, that might be enough to a small enough bet to get nines and even some deuces to stick around. What do you think? Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. Um, it is really cheap, nine into 270, uh, for sure. By the way, when we were doing the pot eyes before, I think I was doing them wrong because there was 160 in the pot, and he bet 55K. We were saying there was 270 in the pot, I think. There's 270 in the pot now. Ah, I see. Um, which makes a lot more sense. So we've been about a third of the pot before. But anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I guess he can definitely get called by all, by all worst kings when he bets 90K and probably some nines too. Um, he's going to fold out a hand like this sometimes, like a fair amount of the time. Like I don't think he can call profitably anymore. The implied odds aren't there. I think it's fine to fold this hand out, though, if you're Ike. You sure. don't hate folding out the queen jack. So you... You are denying equity from hands like that. If she has a hand like 9-8, is she going to call this bet? I think that's the key question. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's tough to know. I mean, it's really cheap, and it is Ike who he's, he tends to put chips in the pot a lot, you know? So maybe, maybe you talk yourself into it. But at the same point, if you call this turn, you have to, or you have to be planning for what happens when he bombs the river, which he's going to do a fair amount of the time when he's got a range advantage that's strong, right? Whether he's, yeah. when he doesn't have it, I mean, he's going to, so you would True. hate to be in a spot where all his checkbacks beat you and all of his, uh, you know, he doesn't really have any give ups and all his, the hands that are losing to you are bombing the river and you're going to fold to, then we shouldn't call this if we're going to, if we're going to play it that way, you know, cause then we just can never win with this hand. We're always going to lose on the river. Um, so we have to have a better plan than just call. So we, with the plan of folding to a bomb on the river, no matter what, I think. Yeah, I mean, it depends on his bomb frequency with his bluffs. Maybe he doesn't three-street that often. Yeah, this is this is such a good board for him to do it on, though. I'd expect him to do it a lot, especially True. when he, he's going to feel like he needs to win this pot, you know, as the pot's starting to grow. I think. All right, well, let's forget about what Ike should do because he does okay. bet. What should Maria do with queen-jack? It yeah. seems like there's only two options. It's to raise or to fold, right? Yeah. At this point, with one card to come, two clubs on the board, the ace is there. It's a raise or a fold. I agree. It's a raise or a fold. Um, I think it's a fold. Uh, I agree. The first thing that I think is like, what the hell are we repping if we raise? Exactly. Which, by the way, Maria does, of course. Maria does raise to 290. And what is what is she repping? She's saying she has ace-deuce, basically? She's saying ace-deuce, like or she has a, um, a slow-played hand on the flop that now thinks it can get action from an ace on the turn, right? Like, uh, Which is really just like king-nine and king-deuce, I think. Maybe nine deuce yeah, suited. That's it. There's not much. And you would think she would and you'd think she would not slow pay those that frequently on the flop on this what of a board with a king nine X two club board. That's wet enough that like you're gonna want to raise that a lot of the time when you flop big. Yeah. But sometimes she's gonna slow play some hands when their heads up and he's a little short, right? She's gonna give him a little more rope at least once in a while, I think. Um, she, at least once in a while. She, I mean, it's just not a great job representing a big hand. I agree. No, I think ace deuce is probably maybe ace nine once in a while, but you assume she's three betting that mostly, right? Yeah. 
So, Mostly. so it feels like Ace Knight is the hand that makes the most sense. That's the story. She's. Oh, sorry, Ace Deuce is the one that makes the most sense. But a, we have to believe she isn't three betting Ace Deuce, and b, we have to believe she is check raising it now. Now, both those things are plausible, but that's only. Yeah. There just aren't that many combos of it anyway, right? There's nine combos of it. So, yeah, it's not awesome uh, from a, what we're repping story here. Yeah, I think Maria just decided the sizing was like too right. irksome to fold to, and she knew that it was not profitable to call. So she's like, well, I guess I got to raise then. Because even if the story is bad, I think it's going to work a fair amount because Ike is going to take this line with a ton of combos on this runout. Like we said, he has a massive range advantage. He's the type of player who is certainly aware of that and is going to use it to his advantage. So yeah, maybe it is, maybe it is actually profitable to raise, even though the story is, is bunk. Like it's it's a thin story. It really feels like all of Ike's air is betting flop and betting turn, and a lot of his value isn't yeah. actually like a lot of the va- like a lot of his hands that have a pair aren't going to bet the turn because it's not an ace. And I'm even surprised he right. bets the king, quite frankly. So actually, maybe you're right. Maybe maybe he's actually really unbalanced here in terms of value and bluffs. And so she feels like she can check raise. And maybe this is goes back to why Ike would even decide to bet the turn himself is because he needs more value because he's going to have so much air. Could here. be. Could be. Yeah. So Maria does raise. She makes it 290. Yeah. It's a bad story, but I don't think it's a bad play. Right. If, if Ike really is taking stabs like this a lot. Uh, all right. As Ike, how do you want to proceed? I mean, my initial, my initial inclination is we should probably just fold because calling here means we've now put in such a big chunk of our stack. It gets really awkward with second pair. Uh, I mean, what's our plan for the river? We're just not going to fold or we are going to like, maybe we decide this is part of our, we call the turn and fold the river part of our range. Cause we have so much like call, but I feel like I would just fold this. Probably. I feel like this is like the bottom of my value range. Anyway, I got to fold something when she check raises. That's a reasonable thing to fold. I have much stronger right, hands. But her than story is, her story is really bad. It is really bad. So, I mean, if you're going to call, you you don't have to have a binary plan for the river of calling or folding if she bombs it. You can have a plan on, like, on clubs we fold for sure. Yeah. And maybe even on jacks and queens we can fold sometimes, or tens. Maybe. I don't know. Those aren't as, those aren't as scary as clubs. But definitely, like, we fold on clubs. Maybe we call everything else. I don't know. Maybe that's the plan. I mean, I think we have to fold. Uh, if, if, a, if we call and a club comes we're gonna, and she bombs, we have to fold. We just have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. And I don't think we can reasonably fold on a 10 queen or jack because clubs exist. And we have, if a 10 comes, we have top two. We're not fucking, or not top two, I guess, but we have two pair. We're not folding. We're just not. Yeah. Um, the 10 also blocks the nuts. If a queen or jack comes, that's kind of good. Uh, not great, but good. I don't know. It's, I, I wouldn't, I don't think we, I don't think we should fold if it's a queen, jack, or 10, I guess is what I'm saying, but a club definitely we should. But I don't really want to be in this spot when I feel like we have so much more value here. Like we have all the aces, right? Like every ace we're going to play this way. You'd assume that he's going to see bet the flop with ace high. Maybe he's not all the time. Maybe. Who knows? A lot of aces are we're going to play this way, at least. And of course, we've got stronger hands than one pair of hands, too, which we're going to play, I assume, almost entirely this way as well. Maybe not all of the time, but a lot of the time. It, it, this may be too loose because Ike does call, but it also may be because he's not doing this based on balance or distribution. He's doing this because her story is not good. It is horrible. It really is. 
Like it's too bad for Maria because like we were saying earlier, this could be a good play, even though it's a bad story, but Ike actually has something, which means the play is probably not going to work because the story is bad. Yeah. Right. And Ike is aware of how bad the story is. She does so much better. If this is like just a random four, a four of hearts on the turn and gets to make this check raise play. Now, not against Ike's actual hand. I don't believe he's ever folding top here, but against his range, if he fires again on the turn, she can check raise pretty strong. Like it's a really strong play and her story is reasonable. You know, she can have all sorts of things, yeah. right? Uh, even Including just top pair and deciding because he's short enough. But when the ace comes, it's just, there's just not much there. And I can understand why he decides not to fold because of that. Like, yep. And he also may talk himself into like, she's got a big stack. She may just be trying to win this freaking thing. And like, you know, just trying to push me around. And by the way, guess who needs to play high variance? This guy, Ike Haxton. So playing high variance right now, not a terrible idea. When her story is this you bad. Know, I think even though Ike's call maybe makes sense because of her story, I think he did make a mistake in that when he called, he did say, you know who needs to play high variance? This guy. Yeah. And then he called. Yeah, that's going to be That hard. was probably a mistake. Harder to induce a bluff when you do that. Yeah. Unless they speak a different language. Or deaf. Maybe maybe she couldn't hear him because, you know, all of the lights are right in her eyes. noises. Right in her damn a lot, eyes. A lot of lights. Anyway. Ike does call pots 850k now. The river is the jack of spades. So so Maria pairs now. It's mm. uh the flop was king of clubs, nine of spades, deuce of clubs, turn was the ace of diamonds, river jack of spades. Ike's still there with second pair, king ten. Maria with a gut shot that turned into third pair with queen jack. Should Maria jam Ike's remaining 415k to try to fold out a better hand, or should she just hope that the jack is somehow good? Well, let's start with it's hard to imagine the jack is somehow good when he calls the check race, right? Like, yeah, like he usually has an ace. I guess he can have a few kings. He does have a king. Maybe he can have some of the best kings. Um, How could he call the turn and not jam it himself? If he has got a club draw, he's probably just going to jam it just in case there's some fold equity there. He needs to double up. He needs to gamble, right? Um, It'd be weird to call off more than half a stack effectively or about around half a stack. Um, and then have to fold the river with a, with a draw where he could get the full double if it comes in. But if he waits and the club comes on the river and he hasn't already moved in, he may not get any more. You know, like it seems like he's just going to jam those hands on the turn. So I think we're always losing as Maria. And now the question we have to decide is, is it worth trying to bluff him? Do we think we can get him to fold a hand like a seven or something like that? I think it's time to wave the white flag. I mean, too. I think I want to give up because our story is such dog shit. Like now, now we move in. Are we move? We're probably moving in with ace deuce still fine. But like you said, that's nine combos total. And of course, from Ike's perspective, if Ike has an ace, which is a likely possibility, then that changes it to six combos. Right. Yeah. So from Ike's perspective, so that makes it a, a worse idea to try to say, I have one of these six combos from your perspective, Ike, you better fold your ace like ace queen or whatever it is. If if we could see Ike's hand, we would probably decide to move in because we figure this is near the very bottom of the the range that calls the raise on the turn. It might be the it might be the yeah. very bottom, in fact. Um, so we could try and fold that out. But if we think about Ike's range that calls the turn, this is bad. I think we should absolutely give up. I'm with you. Um, 
Ike's going to be looking to get the double or get get out of here. It's a free roll anyway. He's put in half his chips. If he has an ace, he's not folding at this point. He's decided he decided not to fold on the turn. He's decided to call, trying to get us to jam or miss clubs on the river, right? That's why he calls the turn with an ace. Not that he actually has an ace, but it's sort of the same thing with the king anyway. Uh, I just don't think we should do this. Yeah, well, she does do it. Yeah. She moves in for 415 effective. I think what happened here is she got caught up, um, caught on, on the one point of... Well, I'm definitely not winning, so I got to take a shot. Like, right. That was the point you got caught up on, most likely. You can also at least make the case that she has so many chips. Maybe she'll get lucky and get him to fold. And like now she's got even more. It's like she can afford to be wrong here. She can afford to give him the full double. She still has a big chip lead. She'll have, it'll be um, more than two to one anyway. Still, it's, these are still 400,000 chips we're potentially giving him, which isn't great. I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah, we're but, giving. We're giving a great player an additional 13 big blinds. Yeah. It's not a great idea. No, it's not. Um, but you can at least say to yourself, it isn't like this is going to cost me the tournament to do this, right? Like there's going to be, I still have a big lead, even if this doesn't work. So that's cool, at least. That, that, that gives me a little bit more fuel to want to take the shot. But no, I don't want to take the shot. I want to find a different shot in a different spot. Yeah, this seems like just not going to work often enough, but she goes for it. Yeah. Should it work this time? Cause Ike does have King 10. He doesn't have an ACE. That's the thing. Well, if Ike is using game theory, and I don't know that he is, it probably should work. Cause as I was saying, I don't know if he's calling the turn with a worse hand than this. I don't even know if he's betting the turn with a worse hand for value than this, let alone calling the raise with it. Now that we get here and there's a shove, this might be as bad as it gets. So from a game theory point of view, we're supposed to kill some of our worst hands here. So this is a reasonable one to kill. Yeah, I think I think that makes sense considering that, especially considering the combinatorial situation we're in, when we have a king, which does play the same against Maria's range as if we had a six, we don't block ace deuce, which makes a big difference combinatorially. Those three combos are a big difference as far as the amount of value she can have that makes actual sense, right? Because mm-hmm. that's her most likely value holding. And not blocking that is a bit of a big deal. Whereas a lot of the hands that we take this line with do block that. Yeah. So we have so many other combos we can choose to call with. So if we're thinking in that way, then yeah, I think we should definitely decide to fold if we're using distribution. However, it goes back to the story. And if you're Ike and you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, I'll give her the nine combos of Ace Deuce. Let's say she has those. Maybe we throw in five to six other combos of slow played value on the flop, something like that to be generous. I think I still have to call considering that she's probably doing this with clubs almost every time on the turn that she doesn't raise the flop. Now, maybe she raises the flop with clubs too frequently for that to be a reasonable thought process, but maybe that's what he's thinking. Let me ask you this too, from Mike's point of view, when we call the turn raise, we put in an extra 200,000, an extra seven blinds. When we start the hand with 27 blinds, we put in half our stack, are we ever folding a made hand? Like we just called the turn. We called the turn with the intention of her bluffing off the river, right? So like we're going to fold to a club and we're not going to fold to anything else. That's why we put the chips in, right? It's possible we're just never folding ever once we put the chips in on the turn. It's quite possible. It's, and it's very unlikely for Ike to have a draw because he's likely to just jam that on the turn rather than call with it if he's going to continue with a draw. Right? I, would, I would think so. Maybe that's not true. Maybe he's got some draws he can fold. Um, by the way, she's beating those anyway, but yeah, she has the nut no pair, so she's beating all the drives. She, has, with she has to actually call if she checks and he jams his miss. Oh wait, she has a pair, not yeah. no pair. Excuse me. Yeah, she did pair the check. So like, so it gets a little weird for her in that way. 
But just thinking about it, like practically, once Ike calls off half his stack on the turn, is he ever actually folding the river, especially in a free roll spot like this? Like maybe it's one thing if there's 10 million, if there's a $3 million difference right now, you know, he's going to actually go into a 20 minute tank on the river if we jam here. But in this spot where he like, he knows he needs to double up. Maybe he's never folding ever. <laughs> Once he calls the turn maybe. and the club doesn't come, you know, he's, call, he's like calling all non-club rivers. So what Jonathan Levy is present here, do you think that I should call because of the story? Or do you think I should fold because of distribution? Which Jonathan Levy is winning this I argument? Think, I think the, the latter Jonathan Levy is being the former Jonathan Levy. I think like we put in half our stack with this hand because we believe she doesn't have it enough of the time and the story is so bad. Well, guess what? None of that changed on the river. So yeah, I guess we're calling. I guess we don't care about all that other stuff. We're calling, and it's okay to be wrong because it's it's a free roll, and we get to go like hang out in whatever city we're in, whatever wonderful European city we're in. It's fine. We need to get a double. Here's our chance. Remember, we were saying we want to play high variance and get the double, right? We decided to call the turn. We decided to call the turn specifically to engineer her shoving the river. Hopefully, otherwise we should have folded the turn. The story was bad enough. I guess we have to call. Well, that's what he does. He does call. Gets the full double. Doesn't matter, though, because Maria ends up winning the heads-up match anyway, but she doesn't win the million dollars. That goes to Phil Ivey. Phil Ivey. Yeah, it's interesting. I will say, like, without having talked all this through, I would have... I really thought it was a pretty extraordinary call on the river. But now, like, when I finally get to this, like, well, he put in half a stack on the turn. He obviously is trying to give her room to bluff. He's probably just... He probably just has to call. Now, he did tank the river, though, having said all that, right? Like, it's a hard call for him to actually make. He didn't put in half his stack on the turn. He put in 290 on the turn at 415 left. You're right. He had put in half his stack, though, once we got to the river, right? Yeah. Totally had put yeah. in half his stack. You're right. But that's like, usually you're committed in those spots, right? Like, that's a pretty powerful thing. Now, because he looks committed and she jams anyway, I guess that's a little scary. Like, now her... Yeah. But give her credit, I guess, for like having the ability to pull the trigger on that bluff, as long as he actually has some folds there. But since he calls with King-10, I don't know if he has any folds at all. I think it might be a terrible bluff by Maria. Yeah, if Me too. Like, if Ike is never playing a draw like this, which he might never be playing a draw like this, he might not be folding any of his made hands, which are kings and better, probably, as played until the river. That makes this kind of a problem. This is, this is one of those hands where I think Maria's going to be dissatisfied no matter what once we get to the river. Either she checks, he checks back, he turns over his hand and she mucks and she's super upset that she didn't jam because she thinks he, she can actually get him to fold King-10. Or she jams, he calls, and she's super upset that she jammed because he called with King-10. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. she's just going to yeah. be unhappy and luckily she's going to win in a few hands anyway and it's going to be fine. But this is, uh, this is just one of those spots where he's he's got the goods internally to be able to make this call and like plan this out well enough, I guess. Do you remember how long he tanked for on this river? I do not. I would say I it was not. like a minute at it least. Was, he gave it, he gave it some time. He yeah. looked, he looks very uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think he, he ultimately is doing sort of like, well, I played it this way. Like, what am I doing if I'm folding here? Like that's super weird to play this way and fold. Right. Uh, yeah. Now, obviously against certain opponents, you have to do that. Right, you play it this way, and you know that they have a, they give up a lot on the river, and they're only going for value on the river. Their sizing indicates something different, but that's not this. This is a this is a different kind of a spot, and he recognizes that. 
Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. I'm gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it.